Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about getting burned right now. First take is debating the combination of Durant and John Morant in Memphis. Somebody tell them that he rescinded his trade. This is what happens whenever you pre-tape things. Get burned. I got burned one time by a pre-tape, Josh. It was whenever Serge Ibaka went down with an injury. And they ruled him out for the rest of the series with the Spurs. And we had pre-taped a segment because I had to get out to baseball. And I'll never forget getting out to baseball and seeing the report. And I just, I was gushing. I'm like, this, Serge Ibaka is going to be one of the most dominating players in this blah, blah, blah. Didn't lo and behold, he's out. And Serge Ibaka has been lost for the season. (laughs) So... Breaking news. Well, let's get after it, shall we? It's time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories today. Let's take care of our sponsors. Hour 3 is brought to you by RoofTech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for 30 years. Call Josh Tucker to RoofTech for all of your roofing needs, 405-703-4245. And Newcastle Casino brings you the Top 5 Stories. Oh, I got a new open that I just about wrapped up for this, so we don't have to sit here and have me read it over and over and over again. Uh, Newcastle Casino located off I-44 at exit 107. 14 table games including blackjack, three-card poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. Big story number five. Number five. So uh, you just want to go ahead and get the the Durant stuff out of the way here at number five? Yeah, I don't want to upset our listeners. (laughs) I love how mad. Listen, I'm right there with you, man. I love how mad you get, but I just feel like it is our job to bring you breaking news. Kevin Durant, staying with the Nets. The trade discussions are O-V-E-R over. Sean Marks, Steve Nash, Joseph Tsai, and the Nets got together, and they're focused on building a lasting franchise to bring a championship to Brooklyn. Let's go to the phones. Nets fans lighten it up today at 405-329-9000. All right, Brooklyn Bob, come on down. <laughs> I'm filling in for uh, Christopher Russo today. I'm filling in for Mad Dog. Do you think this is all we're going to talk about on that show today? <laughs> Look, if you're not talking about the Yankees, I don't know what the heck you're doing. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I've got a cram now, so as soon as I get done with the show, I've got to... Uh, yes, and by the way, I know it's a rerun. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking. I said whenever re-airing something bites you in the backside. That's. Do people not listen to this show? No, they do not. All right, I'm, I'm banning that listener from ever texting the show again. <laughs> kidding. But I got to cram on baseball now because literally whenever college football is like on the horizon, I forget about Tap everything. out. Tap out, I'm done. But anyway, breaking news, Kevin Durant – Says trade discussions are over. He'll remain under a four-year contract he signed last offseason. Now we wait and see what happens with Kyrie Irving. Big story number four. Number four. So do you remember the story earlier this year about, I guess earlier this offseason, about Kirby Smart and his deal that made him the highest paid coach in college football? Remember? Pepperidge Farms remembers. But it was also, Josh Helmer, an indication that more money was coming for Nick Saban. Because Nick Saban has a clause in his contract 
that would always make him the highest paid coach in college football. Now I'm kind of paraphrasing that clause, but it's, it is what it is. Nick Saban, again, is college football's highest paid coach. Alabama approved an eight-year, $93.6 million deal through 2030. So the average deal for Nick Saban is $11.7 million. And he should be the one setting the market. 2030. Do my math care? I don't think he'll be the head coach there. He'd be 78. 78. Hmm. But news this morning, new year, new deal for... Brandon Marcello, or for Nick Saban, Brandon Marcello reporting. <laughs> Brandon Marcello also. A new I, think, I don't think that 24-7 sports boy would mind that. Uh, average salary, $11.7 million for Nick Saban. All right, big story number three. Number three. A lot of NFL notes to get to, of course. The biggest one, Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule talked about the ability for Baker to make a lot of progress in a short amount of time. At the end of the day, we felt like you know Baker's made – a lot of progress in a short amount of time, kind of in the, the things I've talked to you guys about. And so um, we felt like it was right to make that move for this team, you know, right now. I mean, your opening day is, what, 18-something days away, 16 days away. So, yeah, you, you better get going on naming your starter. But if there is one thing that was pretty clear, Josh, it really was never in doubt that he was going to be the guy, was it? I mean, he stepped in there from day one, and he was the guy. Operation dump on Darnold. In full effect here down in Carolina. No, he uh, <laughs> obviously has went and won this job, and probably as soon as they made the move, it, it was tilted in that direction, and it would have taken really Mayfield performing poorly throughout camp for him not to be the starting quarterback down there. Do we, uh, do we want to quickly do a recap on the the Brady to Va- – well, Bra- Brady was back at practice yesterday, so he hasn't been asked about it, but – um, the Brady to Vegas story that Dana White talked about. Can we do a quick recap in that here in the top five stories of the day? We may. He okay. also uh, shot down any masked singer buzz out there, which is exactly what somebody that was on the masked singer would do. I really wanted to believe it. I like you know what's kind of funny to me is I have I follow so many NFL guys and I listen to so many NFL guys and. The way that they would report on it, it's like, gee, it's just ridiculous theory to begin with. I'm like, yeah, it's it's a ridiculous theory. You, you, you don't have to dive into it. It's it's hilarious. So don't – and they want to act all offended that they had to dive into it. Listen, man, we had to talk about Antonio Brown's feet for an offseason, okay? So I don't think calling a few people about the masked singer is under you, but – Well, hopefully it winds up being true then, just so – Just so they can all look like fools. Um, so was that Tom Brady on the motorcycle doing the wheelies? I don't know. Stunt double? Maybe so. Tom Bowles, who? Todd Bowles, talked about whether or not it was a distraction. No, we pretty much keep distractions out of our locker room, so it wasn't a big deal to us because everybody knew what was going on. Yeah, uh, and then uh, on getting his conditioning back. Probably just conditioning for the most part. He's a film junkie. I'm sure he's watched tape of everything, so – him coming back in, picking up where he left off, just getting used to the mechanics again. He's been great. You know, he's been great. Same thing, same as he, when he left. He's been fine. Mm. 
Yeah, the whole thing's just so weird. Now, speaking of weird, I still think it's weird that he left camp to go on a vacation, okay? That's what you get when you win championships, but there is no longer off-season in sports than the National Football League. None. Well, and it's just tough to tell everybody else on your roster, hey, camp matters when you're – Starting quarterback just decides, I'm not going to be here. I get it. It's Brady. Everyone's like, Tom Brady can do whatever he wants. Yeah, you're right. But it also makes Bowles look like a pushover. It really does. I mean, he doesn't, Tom Brady doesn't have to go to OTAs. Camp started in late July, August, September, October, November, December, January. You basically, the season is seven months. You got five months on your own. Go vacation then. How many other starting quarterbacks missed camp? None. Now, speaking of that, we did have rumor galore because of Dana White. Dana White explained how the story got out about Brady's near signing with the Raiders. I didn't want to talk about that, no, but uh, he sort of sucked me into it on live TV. Yeah, it's true. I talked Brady into playing for the Raiders, and uh, Gronk was coming with him, and they were negotiating the deal, and they were really close to getting it done, and then Gruden pulled the deal, and... Brady was not happy about it. Neither was I. And and I thought that I would never tell that story publicly. But I did. So let's watch everything burn around us. Well done. Be kind of awesome if Brady came out and said, yeah, no, that's totally false. Bill Belichick was asked about it. Now, in a wild twist of fate, Bill Belichick just happens to be in Vegas. The Patriots and the Raiders are having a joint practice this week. I'm focused on what we're doing. I haven't really spent much time looking at what everybody else is doing. We have enough to handle right here. So unless it's something that directly involves us, then I really haven't been too. I'm sure I'm behind on a lot of things. Mm. Riveting. Riveting. He's in midseason form, man. Love it from Coach Belichick. How boring. But you know what? Why why should he care, quite frankly? He's going to get asked about the Brady thing. Like, what the hell does he know? He's not paying attention to, at that particular moment, who Brady might sign with. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he basically finds out, yeah, it's probably not going to be New England. It's like, okay. Hmm. Which is probably what Belichick wanted anyways. Right. Um, But he was kind of asked about the long – well, first of all, was asked about some of the decision-making behind it. We have jobs to do, and our staff works well together. Again, there are a lot of people that are involved in all three phases of the game. Uh, ultimately, I'm responsible for all of it, so if you want to ask who's in charge, then it would be me because I have the final say in every area. So that's that's the way it's been, and I don't really see that changing. <laughs> I think I'm falling in love with Bill Belichick as he gets older and a little bit more. Surly. Um, and then, so we've had a complaint this offseason about the lack of fun in these exhibition games. One more quick note. Dan Campbell says, oh, I've got you guys. I know this, the starters will play. I don't see golf playing, but I do see the starters playing. We'll see where it goes. You know, they need to be prepared for a half. I know their guys are playing about a half. I talked to Coach Tomlin, so this will be really good for us. This will be really good. All right. Big st- – oh, I didn't mention last night. Do we need to add anything on the Jets-Falcons game? It's fun first half. There you go. That's all I got. Preseason's so good. So good. No, there's only one more week left. Big story Thank number God. two. Big story number two. Number two. So, um, I saw my good friend, Christy McMurphy, had reached out. She's tuned in and dialed in. Brett's wife? No, his sister. More important. Um, I think she she's married, but I think she uses McMurphy. Wait. That is right, right, Christy? Sister. Um, 
But I didn't necessarily take issue. I just didn't really know where the juice was in in Brett's report. And we talked about it a lot on this show yesterday. Not to say it didn't happen, because it happened. There was a meeting that took place between somebody with the Big Ten and somebody with Oregon. Just the question is, who was it? The report was this. Oregon initiated preliminary discussions in Chicago with the Big Ten to determine if the Ducks are compatible with the Big Ten. Outgoing president at Oregon, Michael Schill, AD Rob Mullins, and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren are not involved in any of the discussions, which again, weird in my world. And then to find out that apparently Phil Knight wasn't involved with it either, weird. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, who was involved with it? Then we learned today, then we learned today that these escalators that we've heard about in the TV deals where everyone's like, oh, if they expand, they've got these escalators that are going to make a lot more money. Well, yeah, it, um, it's only if Notre Dame joins. That's it. Um, John Oran reports this morning from the Sports Business Journal. If Notre Dame joins the Big Ten within the next seven years, CBS, Fox, and NBC know exactly how much extra they will have to pay in rights fees. That specific dollar figure, which is not publicly known, is spelled out in the contracts. Oran also added, several other sources confirm that the Fighting Irish are the only school mentioned by name in the contracts. If the Big Ten were to add any other team, the networks have agreed to have good faith conversations with the conference about opening their deals and adjusting their right fees. However, no dollar figure has been given in that case. Gotcha. So it's not just add Oregon, Washington, and boom, it's $10 billion. Right. Because when the agreement was announced, there was, a, oh, there is a, there's that flexibility in there. Well, no, 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 no. Come it's on only, down, Kansas. It's only for Notre Dame. So we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I heard from a source this morning that it wasn't a story that was leaked out from Oregon, which is wild because you would think that Oregon would be the team that would want it out there. Uh, what you, you brought up earlier, maybe it's the Big 12 that gets wind of this sure. and some of their people start leaking it out, right? No reason to question Brett McMurphy's sources by any stretch of the imagination, but you just wonder, okay, who's the one that's throwing this out there? Yeah, why? Why? Why are we hearing this? We haven't heard it with any of the other expansion Not stuff for the most part. Not at all. And it gets us, ladies and gents, to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. I don't feel like with some of the news that has taken place today, we've spent as much time as we typically do in the uh, world of Oklahoma Sooner football. But, you know, we get a chance coming up to hear from Brent Venables. Um. It's been a minute since we've heard – well, I mean, you guys hopefully listen with regularity, and if you missed it, we gave you all the notes that he shared with us from Saturday Night Sooner Club. Not all of them, though. you got to join the Sooner Club to get them all. But we're, we're going to get an opportunity to hear from Coach Venables. Let's see. Is it today? Yeah. Um, Coach Venables is speaking with the media today. In fact, it's later on this evening. And it'll be fascinating to see what we've learned since, gosh, he hadn't spoke to the media in about, in about a week. Taking some time this week to really grind. Guy started school on Monday, getting immersed in it on Tuesday and kind of understanding things now by Wednesday. Or Wait, did I say today? I'm sorry, Wednesday. Gosh, I'm a day ahead of myself. On Wednesday, Brent Venables will be meeting with the media. So maybe by that point we'll have that captain's announcement that we talked about and debated a little bit earlier in the show. But – 
I guess what, we've got some recruiting news to get to? Do we have another one of the rankings that have moved the Sooners up a bit, or was that just an old wives' tale that was thrown around there? Yeah, I think On3 updated their rankings. Let's see, where is Oklahoma in that? I am not the person to go to when it comes to On3 rankings, um, but I just happen to have an On3 story up, and I have Oklahoma at number seven in the On3 rankings. Which, that's right where they're at in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings, which probably what most people consider the uh, okay. definitive rankings. And you're right, yeah, right there at number yep. seven. Yep, I, I just happened to have an on three story up, so it made it Heath very Ozida picked up a fourth star on the recruiting front in the uh, 24-7 sports composite, so congrats to Heath Ozida. And now we wait. Now we wait to make sure all these commitments stay strong until signing day. And this, I mean, I'm sorry, but I was led to believe that Oklahoma couldn't recruit anymore. We didn't have enough shopping or things to do of that nature. But it's good to see that Brent Venables has been able to keep things rolling. Yeah, take that. Take your shade of Sooner Mall elsewhere. By the way, speaking of that, what is going on over there, guys? When, you know, I'm a big mall guy. I'm big. I mean, child of the 80s. Any Huge chance? fan of Mall Cop, I know. Lo- love the movie Mall Cop. But what, Norman, what's going on over there? Let's go. Do, do, do we need to start doing our show live from there or something? We got to pick up some juice, man. I mean, the, there's only one place to eat, and that's Chick-fil-A. Oh, I'm sorry. There's the Mexican restaurant. Let's go. We need a food court, baby. We need to make the Norman Mall great again. Why am I blanking on El Chico? El Chico. El Chico. It's pretty good. Auntie Anne's is not over there? Well, I mean, Auntie Anne's is a snack place, right? You have the right. cookie place, too. But cookie place, yeah. I'm always in line at Auntie Anne's. If you ever see me at a mall, I'm probably in line at an Auntie Anne's because my daughter lives on a diet of pretzels and noodles. <laughs> Basically, you're saying it's not a 1970s, 1980s food court? I'm really upset. I'm really upset that there is no massive food court in there whenever I walk in. Yeah. Well, things are changing. Well, Th- hey, things are changing. But apparently, we're still thriving without it in the recruiting world, so kudos to BV and his staff. Um, but there you go. A couple of little nuggets. Camp camp news, I would say, has been a little bit quiet, right? They gave Monday off with, with school after the Saturday scrimmage where you saw the highlights of the one-handed catch from Gibson, the one-handed interception from Bowman. And now I, I, really, I really think, Josh, that most of the information you're getting might be from these collectives, right? Whenever these guys are doing their interviews and you're a member. I mean, we'll hear from players throughout the season. And I've been told – that, you know, the Brent Venables press conference, which I think is going to be weekly on Tuesdays. Is that what it sounds like? Sounds like it. But it also it also seems as if we're going to get coordinators every week, too. So that's pretty exciting as well. Good, as we would love to. But as it stands right now, we're just kind of counting down to game week. And thankfully, the only news usually is bad news at this point, And things are rolling. No injuries to speak of. Outside so of the we should roof. we should have plenty to talk about the next couple of days, audio to share and what have you. Oh yeah, I mean, but again, for this for this y'all very radio program Thursday, yeah, tomorrow night he's not meeting with the media until seven o'clock tomorrow night, so it's gonna gonna put a little dent in our plans for tomorrow's show. But it does help us set the schedule for what a game week will look like here on the ref, because you'll have, and I don't know with a. Uh, I don't know with the rules and with with contracts if we're allowed to air the press conference live. I don't think we can based on the flagship and us being on in Oklahoma City now. But we'll definitely, as soon as it's over, bring you as much of 
of it as we possibly can. And will we this year, Plank, will we have a this week in the Big 12 segment recap or will we have this week in college football? Is that going to be a thing that happens here? Sort of a radio revisitation of that week in college football. Here's what ends up happening. And and I know we got a break. I know we got a break. But here's what ends up happening. You people quit your mall slander on the Air Comfort Solutions. Are they talking trash on Paul Blart? Malls are not dead. They are not. They are coming back, baby. According to me, I'm verified on Twitter. You better listen to me. Um, That's right. Drive-in movies are coming back. The (laughs) mall's coming back. Everything. Here's what ends up happening is we'll have these plans, and something ends up taking over the program, and we either end up with a caller-laden program or the text drive us or we always have – like, friend, we haven't done our conference preview in two weeks. I know. I think it's done. Well, no, we've only done the ACC and the Pac-12. we got to do the Big Ten. No, I know. I think – I don't know that No, no, we have to. I actually had someone that reminded me about it, and when one person listens, that's all that matters. But, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I would like to, on Tuesdays, take a trip around because you'll have some coaches' press conferences that are on Monday. So, yeah. Yeah, we are. We'll have Big 12 tour, and we'll have the college football tour on game week here on The Ref. Uh, in the meantime, let's get a break. When we come back, let your Air Comfort Solutions text. More on uh, Sooner Practice, which there's just not – I mean, there's not much information right now to get to because everyone's staying healthy. But we do have the AP All-American team that we can talk about. And I dove into some draft talk, which we'll do next right here on The Ref. Ah, oh, look at my man Roddy Jones getting a little TV time. Oh, but he's got that disgusting Atlanta Braves newspaper behind him. Are you, What are you watching in there? What channel is um, let it? Let me see here. Hold on. It's not ESPN, is it? It is. No, no. Yeah. It's uh, 720. Oh, okay. So we, we are watching the same thing. Yeah. I've, uh, I tried to. I tried to get the NFL network to work on one channel. Like, there's just one cable box that it doesn't work on. Boo! Really? On one yeah, this two? one over here. The NFL Network doesn't work. So on. you just got to flip flop it. I think. And then what? Sometimes I, signal issues. Josh, they're, they're in a bad cell area. <laughs> I guess is what happens. Um, you guys, it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some news that drops here in a little bit about what game week's going to look like. And from a media perspective, I'm curious to see how my fellow brethren in the broadcast and print media handle it. Oh, so it's going to be like Outrage City? Maybe. It's going to be a little different. I, You know what? I shouldn't say that. You're going to have more maybe than you typically do. Basically everything on one day. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Everything but one thing on one day. <laughs> I think that's great. Just knock it all out. I'm so excited about it. Everybody should no be idea. thrilled about <laughs> it. There's only one thing that's going to be on a different day. I'm so excited. You have no idea. But the funny, the thing that sucks is it will stress this show a little bit on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, that's okay. Um, I'll still be at OU, I think, on both days, which is really good for y'all, all y'all. But I, I don't know Josh in that. And I, I think we'll be able to go until like 11, 11 15 both days. Big so. noon press conference? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stop trying to ruin the surprise. No, 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 no. We'll find it's, out it's not a surprise. Enough. It's not going to be at noon. How's that? Wow, eleven forty-five. Maybe earlier. 
<laughs> I don't know how good my I don't know how good my sources are on this, so I'll just have to uh, I'll have to double check on things. But hey, I'm all about change. I mean, I really it, listen. I've worked in radio since 1997. If there's one damn constant, it's change. Yeah, and make I'm it used your own. to it. Make it your own, right? I think here's in this to kind of get an idea. This has been my my view of it, and if if any of y'all think it's it's that I'm incorrect. I know enough people that are listening. Well, they might be at practice right now, but I know enough people that are that are tuned in that are inside that building that can correct me if I'm wrong. But I I think this is me. Brent Venables first year as a head coach. Now that we're into season, I think that they're trying to make it as easy for him to focus on football as he can. Sure. And in other words, that's not hey. Coach, you got to show here, and then you got to show tomorrow there, and then you got to show when. In other words, it's this is going to be it, and then you get to focus on football Wednesday, and, Thursday, Friday, right? Exactly, Saturday, and a, and a majority of Tuesday, I think too. And you're going to have this meeting there, and you're going to have this meeting with TV, and that's going to be it. And we're going to go, and we're going to make sure that these things stay on time, so you can be the football coach. I heard someone make the analogy that you know Nick Saban. Was all I mean during the off season recruiting and doing the the caravan whatever they needed, but when it came to football, he didn't deal with any of that. Kirby Smart, same game plan whenever he went to Georgia. Off season, do what was necessary, show up at events, whatever it takes. But when it came to football season, then there is a point person, and you don't bug coach with a damn thing. He's able to do his job, and I I think that's what's going on here, and I don't I don't love it. I want him to be able to enjoy and and have success in doing what he's best at, and that's you know coaching football. Yeah, being a head football coach brought him here to win Oklahoma. games. Let's go. Yeah, we didn't didn't bring Brent Venables in right to uh, have a bunch of media ops. I know that's part of the gig, and ultimately you get paid a lot for it. Sure, that's part of how you get paid. But at the end of the day, everybody would be just fine with less media availability and a couple more dubs. How about this little breaking note, too, from Brian Davis of the Austin American Statesman. In our ever-expanding world of former coaches as media guys, and I love it. I'm not, I mean, listen, I look forward to Bob Stoops on with Tyler and Teddy more than just about anything in my world. Former Texas coach Tom Herman will be calling college football games for CBS Sports this fall. He's got North Texas SMU in week one. That's where they had the the big bubble that blew up in the middle of the field because of the nonstop rain they got in Dallas at Gerald Ford Field. He's actually probably going to be pretty good, isn't he? You know what? I think he's going to be really good. He's enough of a personality and really kind of a jerk historically that probably he's going to be really good in that type of role. I think he's going to be really good in that kind of role. So there's a couple of uh, news and notes just to, to share with you. By the Air Comfort Solutions text line, um, Robin Sparkles saying, let's go to the mall because malls are awesome. That's right. Next, Do you know who Robin Sparkles is? Oh, uh, she was like an 80s singer, right, or something? Or is she a YouTuber now? From uh, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, is that what she was in? <laughs> yes, that's true. Well done. Um, usually I'm the one that has to, to tell you about it. Look at you. Is that the song? Oh, I got to hear this. There's a Let's Go to the Mall song. Oh, and it's on the – okay, so it's on the TV show. Um, from the 405, next you'll tell us that MTV will have music too. Can't tell you that. 
Sorry. No. I, <laughs> you need a time machine for that. I, I tuned into MTV. I was flipping through. So on DirecTV, there's like a certain set of channels, like in the m- mid-300s, that I just never go to. Like they have Nickelodeon and Disney and all of them together. And then after them, it's like Hallmark. I mean, there's like a, a BYU channel. And then there's MTV. And I just happened to go by it the other day, and they were – they're playing movies, so I mean, I don't know if it's like for movies or or what now, but um, <laughs> Kendall writes, malls are a thing of the past. Malls are for walkers, though. I did have my first smooch at a mall. I met my uh, wife at Promenade Mall, which I guess is MIA now, right? Tolson's no longer exists. Wait, you met at the mall? Well, we were at a bar the night before. <laughs> And then I just, we were at Arnie's and we met that night before. And I had taken my son because Will was, I mean, this is, gosh, 2007 maybe. Yeah. So I'm, I'm single dad on the weekend. I'm just trying to make sure this kid doesn't drive me crazy. So I think I took him to the mall and was just buying him everything. Right. Do and you I, want this? Do you want right. that? And that's when I got my wife's phone number. Was at the mall. Nice. All right. Upstairs. Promenade. Everybody come and play. Wait for it. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> it's so bad, isn't it? It's so bad. It's funnier if you're watching the show. I'd go to the mall. Um, a couple of other sports ones here. At this point, writes the 731, we should get ready for Saban to be the first cyborg football coach. <laughs> He's never going away, is he? He's coaching forever. Him and Belichick. Um, and then a few more. The Big Ten took Nebraska has Iowa and other states that are not very much different than Oklahoma. In this age where we have instant communication, the communi- the culture argument is bunk. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. Well, again, you got to listen to some of what we're talking about here. The vision that Oklahoma is selling for its program, the SEC is a better fit in that regard. And, yes, the city of Norman, the passion of the Oklahoma fan base is more akin – to the SEC than it is to Big Ten country. I mean, it just it is what it is. B- Big Ten fans are great. I'm not saying they're not, but Oklahoma is more SEC ish, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I just that I'll, I'll die on that hill. And Venables in this staff has been recruiting Plank the East Coast and the Southeast like crazy. It's a big part of why this class is what this class is for Oklahoma right now and what the future of recruiting looks like. And I think if you go to the Big Ten, you jeopardize a little bit of that. Potentially. Yep. Um, From the 6-7-8, Missouri is farther south than Kentucky. I think we've learned something on this show. We don't have geography questions. I mean, come on. I was worried that I was going into another time zone when I went to South Dakota, okay? So, I mean, if you want to talk about what's further south than the other – I fine i don't think columbia is further south than lexington oklahoma is a southern state <laughs> you're gonna get your boy calling you off the air now <laughs> well this is i've tried to cover our bases are you, by here. The way, are you having to do uh to do the tj and t row in the morning show tomorrow or are you good are you just with me <laughs> if i am i've not been told okay, that i don't good. think yet i'll take the sec all day writes the 512 better games better weather um here's the Here's the thing, is I I understand that there is this envy when you see a deal like that. I get it. I completely understand. But I just – I 
don't think OU would be would have been a better fit in the Big Ten than they are in the SEC. No way, no how. Completely disagree. I'll take a couple million dollar haircut and and play in the SEC in all my sports. Now, there is, I'm sure, a faction of the former leadership of this school that would completely disagree with me, but that's just how I feel. And yes, Robin Sparkles makes an makes an appearance on the show today thanks to Jesse G. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Josh. Is it bad? Thank you, that, Robin. Is it bad that it took me a moment to remember who Jesse Sparkles or excuse me, who Robin Sparkles was? <laughs> Jesse Sparkles. I'm all over it on the names today, aren't I? Um all right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. Um we got two quick segments here, but when we come back, let's do kind of Two action-packed quick segments. Yeah, they're, they're going to be very – they're going to be moving. We're going to be moving here. We're going to be shuffling rather quickly. There's um, there is a lot of buzz about a big injury in the NFL. I'll tell you about it next in the Plank Show. Is the, uh, is the Nick Saban extension story really that big of a story? Not really. I don't think so either. The, the big piece of it is, is he going to make it to 2030? I mean, how long is he really going to coach with the contract? Fair question. I spent too much time on this stupid mock draft to not talk about it, so we'll do it in the final segment. I literally went through this thing like it was the, I don't know, reading a book that I had a book report due on. So, good times. First big mock draft for you uh, since the actual 2022 NFL Yeah, draft? yeah, I got sucked in. Luke Easterling, good on him. He sucked me in. But, yeah, I'm, I'll get to it in our final segment. Chase Young, Washington Commanders. Talented defensive end. Superstar. Game changer. Out. First four games of the season. The team has put him on the reserve pup list. He'll be eligible for return after the first four games. I guess that's just a product of fighting back from that torn ACL. You know what sucks about a torn ACL is inevitably you feel like it leads to another injury. Right. You so, uh, over-account for it and all of a sudden something else gets hurt too. Um, but yeah. I, I'm a big fan of of Chase Young. I noticed when I saw Adam Schefter's tweet on it, some of the instant reaction was bust. Yeah, okay, great, trade him. Yeah, he can. Uh, I think we got room for him in Kansas City. Yeah, I think I think we could take him in 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 Oklahoma. Um, Columbia is definitely further north than Lexington. Boom, there we go. Got one right. Whenever it comes to it, here's one from the three one nine off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I grew up in Iowa, went to Iowa, and now live in Norman. I've been to, my, to many SEC campuses, towns, and I'd agree. Norman is more like an SEC town fan base. Nothing wrong with that at all. I, this isn't a fight we're having today. Yeah, I and mean, it's, it's not to try and denigrate the Big Ten either. See, that's, and that's what sucks in any of these, right? There's become this like narrative that if you disagree with someone, you're dumping on another person. I, for instance, Tom Brady in, in Vegas is a great example. You can say, hey, you know what? Maybe the Raiders ended up being a little better off with Derek Carr just because as great as it would have been with Brady, it, it could have really gone south, right? I mean, he and Gruden, I think, would have butted heads more than he and Arians did. He, no one's even, he didn't have any receivers either in Vegas. The receivers in Vegas before they drafted Ruggs were worse than what he had in, in New England. I can say that, and it's not like I'm homering out for Derek Carr or saying anything negative about Tom Brady. It's just pointing out it was a dumpster fire in Vegas. Yeah, it was and, bad. And obviously it's been a great fit in Tampa Bay. Yeah. I mean, 
dude won a Super Bowl right. again. So, I mean, it's okay. You can say something about a situation and say, I, I disagree, and it doesn't mean you think the other side sucks or is overly amazing. It's just the reality of it. In the Big Ten, guess what? If OU and Texas were going there, it'd be pretty awesome, too. I'm, I'm not, not complaining. It be. Right, right. But if you're going to come in here and say, oh, I think they should bolt and go to the Big Ten, think you are uh, think you need to chill out a little bit. Hey, guess what? SEC doesn't have an exit fee. But you also then, all right, so you're getting that 100 millions, and instead of splitting that money 16 ways, you're now splitting it 18 ways. I mean, just semantics of this. Expansion doesn't always equal more money. And Oklahoma and Texas are fine. They're in the SEC. That's where they wanted to go. Stop stop overthinking this. I talk about this a lot on the show. I do this incessantly, and I've learned a lot about it. I've read about it. It's my personality. It sucks. I overthink things, Josh. There's a point where you just stop stop overthinking it. It's not that hard. They're in a great spot. It's going to be more challenging, but that's fun. Um, Promenade still exists. You just don't want to be there after sunset. And, yes, I have not been gone from Tulsa long enough to know that Eastland Mall doesn't exist. That's where we are. All right, um... Let's wrap it up next. Uh, what did I say I want to get to? Draft Draft. Notes. Draft notes. We'll do it next on the Plank Show. It's been a very, I feel like it's been a very sportsy show. But the non-sports moments do stick out, right? Talking about Robin Sparkles. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the mall. Um, mall talk, which I don't know how that even got in on this show. Paul Blart. Paul Blart, mall cop. Have you seen Paul Blart, mall cop? Two? Uh, no, I, I I don't think that I have, and <laughs> quite frankly, what a failure on my behalf. I don't think you're missing anything. Um, but big, I want a big fan of our man there, though. Yeah, Kevin James. I, I want to wrap with one thing that I spent a lot of time preparing on this show. I'm always fascinated with the conversations surrounding the draft. By the way, tomorrow on the show, Gabe Eichert will join us at ten thirty. Nice. He. We've been trying to get him on to tell us about his new collective that he's talked about some on his podcast, but strengthening Oklahoma and how you guys can get involved. And then I think Gabe's fun to just kind of understand the landscape of the collective world. And obviously the, the offensive line and how things are going for OU. So uh, Gabe tomorrow at 1030. Hold on. Let me double check. I think he said 1030. There's a lot of text messages here. 1130, 1130. Gotcha. 1130, 1130. Right there before lunch. Take you into steel man at Thune at noon. Perfect. So we'll have Gabe Eichert on tomorrow. But I fell in love with this mock draft from Luke Easterling. He referred to it as his final mock draft before the college football season kicks off. There are two Sooners that are mentioned in said mock draft, both of them going in the second round. Those two Sooners, Marvin Mims, who he has going 37th overall, would be just off the edge of the first round. And Andrew Rain, who he has getting drafted 46th, Overall, yes, Andrew Rame would be draft eligible this year. There's two Big 12 players that are projected to go in the first round, B. John Robinson and Quentin Johnson. Robinson would be the first Texas first-round pick since what, like 1946? Um, but B. John is projected to go 18th overall in the first round. Quentin Johnson out of TCU to go 23rd. Um, and a DK Uzoma. Felix Anadike Uzoma was projected to go in the second round. K-Stater? Yeah, first pick in the second round, as a matter of fact. Um, who else? Oh, Overshone from Texas was a second rounder. 
and Cooper Beebe, the offensive lineman. Oh, uh, two. Cooper Beebe and Will McDonald, defensive tackle out of Iowa State. So, all total, there's three, six, eight Big 12 guys projected to go in the first two rounds. You want to get excited about the future? Three Clemson defenders projected to go in the first round. Yeah, that's excited. Breesy and who? Um, oh, hold on. i got to scroll back through this. So, they've got uh, Breesy going sixth overall in this year's draft. Yeah, he's a freak. I'm excited to watch him. They've got Miles Murphy going 12th overall in this mm-hmm. year's draft. Another uh, a Clemson dude. And then the third Clemson guy was Trenton Simpson, who they have going 21st. So not only three first-rounders, Josh, but three in the top 20, essentially. Pretty awesome when you think about the future. Here's, here's why I bring it up, too. What, if, what has everyone started to talk about next year's draft? Oh, it's a great quarterback draft. Great quarterback draft. Maybe so. Um, they have defensive players going one and two. Will Anderson going number one. Getting that Lawrence Taylor comparison. Uh, kind of defensive guy who could change the whole course of a, of a franchise. And they've got Jalen Carter from Georgia going number two. I found that surprising. Yeah, there's C.J. Stroud who has scouts drooling at three. Um, they've got... Bryce Young in the top ten, but kind of, kind of, and Anthony Richardson, by the way, was the third quarterback off the board. Hmm. But just when you start thinking about this twenty twenty two college football season, we get caught up in the in the quarterbacks, but a lot of defensive talent, just like last year's draft showed you. Take note of that draft, keep that on file because that'll be an interesting one to revisit here over the next six seven months. Do you know what I'm going to do tonight? Is I'm going to go. I'm going to look at Luke's mock draft heading into last year's preseason. <laughs> yeah, see how accurate it was. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure you had Spencer Rattler going number one in that one. I mean, they change dramatically. That's why I'm not too caught up in the Heisman odds. I know they came out this week, and everyone's like, "Oh, what a value this, this, and this guy." I'm like, "What was Bryce Young's eh, odds to start the season last year, man? Look at Kyler and Baker the years before. It's just..." I wouldn't get too carried away with it. All right, we got to go. Steelman and Thune at noon are coming up next. Gabe Iker joins us tomorrow. We're going to be at OU with the Plank Show right here on The Ref.